So hi everyone, I'm Georgina and I'm the Mayor at the City of Kingston. Um, I'm 25 years old and I've been on council for four years now and very shortly we'll be facing an election. Outside of council, I also run a small business with my partner and also enjoy playing basketball as well. So that's pretty much me in a very brief snapshot. Thank you. So we may as well start with um, some questions. So our first question comes from Mia X. Hi Georgina, what subjects did you have to study or what degrees do you need to become a mayor? Hi Mia, very, very good question. So you don't necessarily need any degree to become mayor. I suppose the only type of qualifications that you pretty much might need is being able to communicate really well with the people in your community. Um, and pretty much being able to, I suppose, get out there, meet your community and understand what they need from you. Um, so no particular qualifications that you need. I've been studying at university a commerce degree, so looking at like business and leadership and management side of sort of degrees and also doing a diploma of leadership and management. So a lot of the things you basically need to be to be mayor is all about communication and being able to communicate effectively with people is probably the main thing. So very good question, Mia. Thank you, Mia. That great question. Um, next question is from Kira. Hi, Georgina. I'm Kira, and my question is, what led you into politics? Hi, Kira, and I see you're wearing either an udi or a snuggie. There looks very good. Probably what led me into politics, before I got into politics, I was on the youth committee at council and basically being on the youth committee, I was on the youth committee from when I was about 14 years old. So it was a really good experience for me. I learned a lot about what council did and before I was on the committee, I didn't really know what councils actually did um, and, and how it was relevant to me when I was about 14. So on the youth committee, we got to look at designing playgrounds in the local area. Um, we got to look at what types of youth services people might need in the area. So that might be, let's say maybe people are struggling at school or they might need a little bit of help. What types of services could be put in place to, to help young people? Um, and it was at that point that I, I really sort of enjoyed getting involved in the community and helping the community. And that's probably what led me into politics. It was very much looking at how I could make a change and make a difference in the local area. And even at 14, and you guys are probably quite close to that age, um, it's it's something you could do. You can very much make a change no matter how big or small. So that's probably, yeah, what led me into politics. Great question. Yeah, great answer as well. Why did you want to become a mayor? Very good question. So I really have a passion for helping people. And sometimes there's people out there in the community that need a lot more help than others. And sometimes that might be whether that's people struggling at home, struggling at school, might need some, some help with some things happening in their neighbourhood, or maybe they have some different personal things going on in their life that they might need support of counsel or myself from. And I really love helping people. And that's probably why I really wanted to become the mayor. We get to do a lot of different things um, on council. And that can be things like helping our neighbours, whether there might be some new houses going up next door to them and making sure that the new houses don't impact negatively on the way that they enjoy living in their own home. Or it could be something like elderly residents who might need a little bit of extra help of people going to visit them because they might be a little bit lonely. 
particularly during the the past sort of couple of months during the coronavirus sort of side of things. It's it's something that really I just want to help people and that's the main reason why I got onto council um, and just doing my best to try and make the community a, a better place to live. Yeah, great answer there. Ziggy isn't here, but I'll say his question. What did you have to go through to become the mayor of the city of Kingston? Very good question. Um, so four years ago, back in 2016, I had to be elected by about 35,000 people in the area. So all of those people went and voted and they got a piece of paper and that piece of paper had about, about 10 to 12 names on it and they had to go and vote for the person that they wanted to elect them to be their, their local councillor. From there, I, I got elected along with two of my colleagues at, um, at council and we elected, we have nine councillors across the city of Kingston and the three of us were elected to represent from Karam to Mordialik. And that's our area and all the people in that area that we look after. About two years after that, I then had to be elected by my colleagues at council in order to become the mayor. So they all voted for me to represent the entire area. So that's from Karam all the way down to Moorabbin. So it's a pretty big area. And I had to, so I had to be elected twice. And then I'm also in my second term as mayor. So I've already served one year as mayor. So in my second term, I had to be re-elected again by my colleagues. Um, so I had to do a good enough job in the first year in order to get elected again in the second year. And at the end of this year, so in October, we'll also have to go through another election in order to be re-elected again for another four years. So it may sound a little bit complicated, um, but basically I, I need to do a good enough job to, I suppose, be re-elected by the people in the community. So I need to be, be pretty sure that I'm representing the views of, of everyone in the community. So that's yourselves, your parents, your families, and making sure that um, we're providing what we need to for everyone in the community. Yeah, sounds like quite a process. Very um, much so. <laughs> was it hard to become a mayor at 23 years old? Yeah, so it, um, it's a very good question. It's not common for young people to become the mayor. Um, most of the time the mayor is someone who's a little bit older and probably has either had other jobs in their life. I went straight out from school to being a counsellor and, and being the mayor. So I suppose it was, was a little bit challenging. Um, a lot of people thought that because I was young, I maybe couldn't do as good a job as someone who was a little bit older. So it was hard to probably try and convince people that I I was good enough for the job. But being elected, I suppose, for a second term, I sort of put all of those people who said I couldn't do it to, to rest and just try and do the best job I possibly can. So it it was it was tough and there were some times where people might not have been as nice as they could have been. But for the most part it's it's been a really good experience. But yeah, it was was pretty tough at, at 23. Yeah, sounds like it. Next up we have Liv. Hi Georgina, I'm Liv. So my question is what do you think has been your best decision you've made? That's a pretty um pretty hard question actually a very very hard question very good question we make a lot of decisions um, as councillors and particularly as the mayor I think probably one of the the best things that has had a pretty big impact on a lot of people so I've I love dogs dogs are my absolute favorite my dog's even behind me I might get him and say hello after 
a lot of people, if their dogs went missing during the day, they would be taken to the pound and it might be that they they struggle to get those dogs back to them as quickly as possible. And, you know, I can see a lot of you have pictures of dogs as um, your profile pictures. Sometimes it would be that those dogs would be at the pound for days on end. And that it's not a good thing for us if we want our dogs back or for the dogs as well. So what I implemented was a policy where we would take those dogs somewhere locally, so maybe to the local vet um, to look after them so that let's say your parents came home from work and they were able to then just go down to the vet to pick up the dog and get them back a lot quicker rather than them being taken to the pound and maybe it being a couple of days. So that was something that was really, really positive and one of the first things I did when I was on council. There's been a lot of other decisions that we've made that have been really good ones and provided some really great things for the community. A lot of you might play sport in the local area. So we're doing a lot of redevelopments of our sporting pavilions and building some bigger ones and they look a lot nicer than some of the older ones that are there before. So there's been a lot of really good decisions, but that's probably the one that um, I think has had a really good impact on on people that love their love their dogs. Great question. Really good question. Thank you. Yeah, great question, Liv. The next question comes from Shire. Hi, Georgina. My name's Shire. And my question is, what is your favourite role in being a mayor? Very good question. There's one I particularly like, and that is doing citizenship ceremonies. So as mayor, I get to basically welcome and make all of our new citizens actually citizens of Australia. So before coronavirus, we got to do that in the town hall. And sometimes we'd have 300 plus people come to our citizenship ceremonies and become citizens. It's probably my favourite because everyone is always so happy. They're really happy to come to what is such a beautiful country that we're so lucky to live in. And some of these people come from countries that might not be as, as good as ours. And some of them have some, some really sad stories um, about why they've come to Australia and they've come to Australia to, to get a better life here. And to be able to give them that life and, and make sure that they're happy here and welcome them to Kingston is, is such a lovely experience. And a lot of the new citizens I still catch up with, I still have lunches with because they're, they're just so happy that they've been able to come here and, and start a new life in Australia. So that's, that's probably my favourite part about being there because everyone is, is so very happy and I, I love people being happy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. The next question comes from Zalia. Hi, Georgina. I'm Zalia. When you first decided to become mayor, what was your goal and have you achieved it? This is the question that made me really think a lot, actually. When I first sort of decided to become mayor, I think, as I said before, I, I really wanted to help people. And one of the things that I really wanted to do was there are some people out in the community that have some some not so great home lives and maybe their families aren't so great and they they really needed help and they needed help of council to make sure that we were able to provide services to support them um, but also to provide services to help try and make their situations better and one of the things that that I've done as mayor is looked at how we can provide more help to people who might not be able to find it elsewhere and whether that's mental health services for young people um, and making sure that there's always someone for young people to talk to or our youth services team, they've recently moved into a, a big facility in Mordialic to make sure that we're able to provide services for young people or help people throughout the entire area of Kingston. It was really important to me that 
no matter where you were in Kingston, that you were able to access support, whether it was over the phone, whether that was online, or whether that was going into, you know, a, a building and, and speaking to someone. That was something I really wanted to do. So we now have a, an access of support for young people, elderly residents, families within five to ten kilometres of everyone's home within the city of Kingston. And that was something that was really, really important to me to make sure that it was accessible to everyone. And we've also tried to do that online as well. And that's been something that I've been able to implement. That was my goal. So, yes, I, I have achieved that goal in making sure that we were able to provide as, as many support services as possible um, and make them accessible for everyone. So, yeah, great question. Made me think a lot. So really, really good question. Thanks, Zalia. Great question, as Georgina said. Callum isn't here today, but I'll say his question. Callum's question was, what is it like getting to make some hard decisions? It's pretty hard, actually. Um, there are a lot of times where some of the decisions that I have to make or even the council have to make, we don't necessarily want to have to make them. I think probably during coronavirus, it's we've had to make some really hard decisions. And some of those decisions have meant that we've had to close some of our services. So there's a lot of people in the community that really like visiting, let's say, the libraries or going to community centres or a lot of sporting clubs that, um, that need to operate. We've had to stop some of those services operating to, to keep everyone safe. Um, and part of the reason why we've had to do, um, you know, like online schooling for you guys as well rather than going into school. There've been some really hard hard decisions, but they're decisions I suppose that at the end of the day might not be popular with some people in the community, but we still need to be able to make them. And sometimes there have been times where I've been the the only person who's made that decision. Some of the advice might be not to make that decision and I've still had to to make it. So it's it's pretty hard and it can be very very challenging. And sometimes you might feel as if you're the only one making that decision, but you you need to stand up for what you believe in. And that's always been, I suppose, my motto while I've been on council is standing up for what I believe is right for the community, listening to the community and, and trying to make the right decision. I think probably the best advice that I can give you guys is you might not always make the right decision. And sometimes I've, I've made mistakes as mayor, but I think it's about working through those, how you respond to those types of mistakes and um, just trying to make the best decisions possible and learning from them. The next question comes from Will. Hi Georgina, I'm Will um, and my question is, during the coronavirus outbreak, what things did you have to face? I think everyone's had to face things um, during this time that they might not have thought they ever had to. I think when I looked at what 2020 looked like at the start of the year. There were a lot of things that we'd planned to do that sort of might not have happened. And I think everyone's been probably feeling the same way. I think um, probably one of the biggest things is we rely on a lot of face-to-face -face communication with our community and we can't do that anymore um, due to sort of some of the restrictions that are in. So we've had to look at trying to make sure that we're able to still deliver what we need to do for the community. So when people need to come in and register their dogs, for example, or when people want to come in and, and just seek some advice from council on maybe building a home, we used to do all of that face-to-face -face and there was no there was no real ability for people to do that online like we're doing now and chatting with all of you guys online. It was all face-to-face -face and 
that wasn't going to be something that we could continue to do long term because we didn't know how long sort of coronavirus was going to go for. It could have been one month or it could be six months. We, we don't know. So it was something that we really had to look at changing and doing differently and working through how we did that to make sure that the community was still able to get everything they needed to get from us. And that was probably the biggest part. One of the biggest parts of my job is how we respond to the community and how we're able to continue to deliver what it is that our community need. So we had to work out very quickly how to do all of that online. And it was challenging, very, very challenging, but a really good thing moving forward. So that's probably the biggest thing. A lot of it's also we have our meetings and our meetings go for a very, very long time. Our last night's meeting was about five hours and usually we do that face-to-face. Now we're doing it all online and you guys have probably faced maybe some technical difficulties even with your online schooling. We had many, many technical difficulties when trying to run our meetings online, but we got there and I think part of it is um, just looking at how everyone could support one another, be patient and still be kind and still do everything we need to do. So that's probably a couple of the biggest things we've had to face and deal with. The next two questions will come from Georgia. Hi, Georgina. I would like to know who is your biggest competitor when it comes to finding out who's the mayor? It's a very good question. So in the first election, when I became mayor the first time, there was no one who stood against me. So I was automatically elected into the role. The second time, there was someone who did stand against me. And this person also wanted to be the mayor, also wanted to represent the entire community. I put forward my case for why I would like to be mayor again, and and he did his case as well. And at the end of the day, I was supported. So this person's been on council for a very long time, and he's got a lot of experience on council. I put forward the fact that I had some very new ideas that I would like to implement, and I was ultimately elected. So people obviously supported those ideas more but yeah no like everyone everyone's there for the community so I wouldn't necessarily in some ways call them competitors because at the end of the day it's it's the community who matters the most but yeah there was someone who stood against me and um, I ultimately got supported and got the role. And how nervous did you get when you were waiting? Very nervous very 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 nervous. I I remember back in 2016 when I was first getting elected to the role of councillor it was a very long wait. So initially when they announced the results, um, it's normally about a week after the election. Back in 2016, it was two and a half weeks. So it was a very long two and a half weeks for me to wait, just wanting to wanting to know. As mayor, I was I was probably even more nervous. It's hard to believe. But when I was potentially becoming mayor, basically how you become mayor is you call up all of your colleagues at at council um, and you say, I'd like to become mayor. Can I get your support? Um, And you chat about what are the types of things that you'd like to implement. And for me, back to some of the other questions, it was looking at how we can help people in a a better way, how we can make sure that everyone's got access to assistance. Um, And you call them all up and you try and get their support. So sometimes you know before the vote actually occurs and sometimes you don't. So you never, it's never sort of 100% sure until at council we vote by show of hands. So until everyone puts their hands up to vote for you, it's a very, very nerve wracking time. Very, very <laughs> good question. Yeah, I couldn't imagine um, how unsettling that would have been for you. 
The next question comes from Archer H. How did being a mayor affect your life? Well, for the most part, being mayor is is pretty positive. You get to go out and meet a lot of people in the community and have a lot of fun with a lot of people in the community. Sometimes, I think, as I said before, you, you make some pretty hard decisions and sometimes they're decisions that not everyone's going to like. So that can be pretty challenging because sometimes when people aren't happy with the types of decisions that you make, they might, you know, come to you and maybe say some not nice things. But for the most part, it's pretty good. A lot of the time, there's one thing and one story I share with people is a lot of the time when I'm going to the shops and I went to the shops one day in um, my tracksuit pants and a, a hoodie um, and some Ugg boots and, you know, not the normal clothes I'd usually dress in when I'm going to meet people. And quite often when I go to the shops, I, I meet people who are a little bit shocked that I'm wearing tracksuit pants and Ugg boots. But um, no, it's pretty good. Being being mayor is pretty good. And I think it it probably affects my life in the fact that I get to meet so many people and even coming online and meeting all of you guys, even though it's virtually, are some really good experiences. So I love being there. Wouldn't change it. Wouldn't change it for the world. Okay. What's your biggest challenge being there? That is a very, very good question. We've got a lot of challenges being being mayor and being on council. Probably one of the biggest ones is all of the other councillors. So there's nine of us, including myself. We all have very different personalities. We're all come from very different backgrounds and we're all trying to make decisions in the best interests of about 160,000 people across our community. So nine of us representing 160,000 people can mean that there's some disagreements over what might be the best possible way of moving forward. And probably like you guys or if you've got siblings, there might be times where you disagree with one another and maybe there's a little bit of a fight that happens. I think probably the biggest challenge is working through how we can all work together and we can all come to an agreement about what the best possible way of representing the community is. And I think the biggest challenge is accepting that that's not going to happen all the time. We're not all always going to agree. But looking at how we can find a compromise and a middle ground on a lot of things to try and get the best possible outcome. And sometimes that can be really challenging. Even, even for me as mayor, that can be really challenging. But it's, it's something that I think all of us collectively are, are learning to do a lot better. And we're achieving some really great outcomes for the community. But it is a very, very big challenge. We all have very big personalities and we, we all want to put forward our views and the views of our residents. Sometimes that might not always align, but yeah, very challenging, but it's, it's a good experience. Very, very good experience. Thank you for the question. Great question. The next question comes from Finn. Hi, Georgina. I'm Finn. And my question for you is, what is the most challenging area to govern inside the, your community? Hi, Finn. I'd probably say, and you guys have probably heard a lot about this, is that when a couple of years ago, we had what we called the, the waste crisis. And the waste crisis was typically when things would be going into your bins at home. So if you're in the city of Kingston, your yellow bin and recycling things, we found out that a lot of the things that you were putting into your yellow bin to be recycled and reused weren't actually being recycled. And they were going overseas and just being basically left in big shipping containers overseas and, and not actually being used for the purposes that the companies over here said they would be being used for. So it was a big um, 
big sort of shake up of that sort of industry. So I'd say probably one of the hardest areas to sort of govern and, and make decisions on is that waste industry. It it costs a lot of money to process uh, those recyclables. So like glass containers or your milk containers now can go into roads. So the roads that you drive on throughout the city of Kingston, a lot of them are recycled materials that have gone into making those roads, which is really, really cool. But previously that wasn't happening, but we thought it was. So we've just been trying to work through that and how we make sure that what we're telling our residents of when you put something in the recycling bin, it's going to be recycled because it's going to have a big impact on the on the earth if it's not, big impact on the environment. That's That's been a really challenging area and something that we've really tried to make the best possible decisions for. This is probably an example of something where some people weren't happy with the decisions we made because it meant that it was an extra cost to residents in order to continue to recycle these materials. But at the end of the day, councillors needed to come together and myself with my colleagues needed to come together to make that decision and to say, well, we want to protect the environment, protect the earth. So a little bit of an extra cost is something that we're willing to make that decision on. But yeah, that, that was a really good question. I had to think about that one quite a bit. Really, really good question. Yeah, good answer. Um, next up, I'll be asking a question. And um, after this, we have one more. But my question is, what is one of the hardest decisions you have had to make as mayor? There are a lot of tough ones. A lot, a lot of tough ones. Um, I think, as I said before, like during coronavirus, closing some of our facilities has, has been really tough because there's a lot of people in the community that rely on being able to go to our libraries or go and play sports and those types of things. So that's been a really hard decision. I'd probably say one of the other hard decisions we've had to make is we had a pool and ledger centre down in Parkdale and that facility was probably about 50 years old. So it's it's a, a long time for a facility to be open and not a lot of work had been done to repair the facility. And we found out at the end of the day that it, it wasn't in a very good condition and we we needed to close that facility but that facility serviced about 30,000 people so it was something that was really tough of how do we continue to provide the services we needed to provide so at the moment which is I suppose a little bit of the upside to that decision is we're looking at building a new facility that would have a pool and those types of things like Waves Leisure Centre or like Park down in Frankston closer to where you guys would be around Karen through the Chelsea Heights sort of area to service a little bit more of our community. So I try and look at even there are some really hard decisions we have to make. There are a lot of positives that could come out of those really tough decisions and it's about trying to weigh it up about what's going to give the best possible outcome to the community. So there's always hard decisions, but you can always make a positive out of a lot of them. The next question, the last question for today, comes from Jimmy. Hi, Georgia. I'm Georgina. I'm Jimmy. What do you think your vision for... Um, not for the the one maybe the whole entire area Kingston, but um, Karen. Really good question. I think there's some really exciting things that are happening in Karen at the moment, and um, I think we've seen the level crossing being removed. So a lot of lot of works being done around there, and a lot of works that the state government have been doing in terms of trying to make the shopping centre look a bit nicer, be a bit more revitalised, and make sure that people are able to get safely across to the beach. Down in Karim, there'll also be like a new sort of 
restaurant kiosk where you can go down, sit on the beach, maybe have a little bit of food, enjoy it with your family, your friends, which will be really, really exciting. I think the vision for Karen moving forward is to almost make it a, a bit of a destination for people. Karen really has like a neighbourhood type of feel where you guys will probably be riding your bikes throughout the streets, playing basketball, playing football, those types of things. And it's a, it's a real family area, but it's also an area that has a lot of potential in terms of the, the economic potential in terms of supporting businesses in the area as well. So it's about how we can revitalise Karam a little bit more. And the works down where the level crossing is is a great opportunity for that as well. But making sure that there's, there's good support for businesses, good support for families, young people as well. I just saw a chat, the, the new basketball facility that's going to be there in the half-court basketball near the level crossing. There's some awesome things, awesome things going on. And I think probably the, the vision in a couple of words is revitalising Karam, making it a, a really lovely place to be and safe, happy and, and fun, really. Really good question. I love that. And Mr Mulcahy has said Roy Dog Reserve. Are there any um, plans that you can tell us for there? Big redevelopment happening at Roy Dor at the moment. Um, so the old facility at Roy Dor Reserve uh, was knocked down um, and the new pavilion is currently being built there. It's a big pavilion but really lovely where community groups will be able to go. It's also going to be able to be hired out for birthday parties as well, which is really lovely. The tennis club will also be redone, so it'll be part of that pavilion with some support to redo the, the surface at the tennis club. All of the ovals there are going to be redone with some new lighting and we're also going to have a fenced off-leash dog park so you can take your dogs down there and it'll be all fenced in to keep them safe. So some huge changes at Roy Dor. Um, we had the new family and children's centre there as well. So a lot of investment, a lot of money going into Caram at the moment, but it's a really fantastic thing because it needed that support. So hopefully you guys being close by will be able to use all of those facilities as well. Yeah, I can't wait to see what that will look like when it's finished. We have now come to the end of all our questions for today. Um, I would like to say thank you to you for giving up your time and c coming and answering our questions. And can we all please give Georgina a round of applause? much for coming um, we've got lots of great answers that we're gonna take on board and think about and we're learning a lot about decision making um, in our studies so yeah thank you so much for coming for today no worries thanks for having me and thanks for all the really good questions they um a lot of them made me think a lot when I was thinking about how I'd answer them but some really really great questions hope I helped and if you ever have any questions I'm more than happy if you want to send any emails to me, more than happy to answer them. Not a problem. See you later. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys.